Broadcasting from the Public House Media Studios, this is What's the Score? The Sports News Quiz. I'm your Game Master, filling in for Josh Scheibe, the host of the Greg and Dave Show on Public House Media, Dave Bobke, or Dave Show, whatever you prefer. And now here is your host, Mr. Baxter Colburn. Thank you, Dave. Thanks, everyone. Great to be back. Oh, my goodness. What's the score is finally back on the airwaves after a summer, fall, and almost full winter hiatus. But we are back, uh, and we, we want to first apologize to everyone, first of all, of course. Uh, we are experiencing uh, a Game Master shift. Uh, of course, those that know and love Game Master Josh Scheibe, he has come down with a cold and sickness. Uh, his birthday was uh, this weekend, so I'm sure the two have no, no correlation at all. But we still uh, wish him a very speedy recovery, of course. But uh, we are now very excited to be back. And I know even, of course, our producer, Dave, uh, is filling in now as the Game Master. And I'm sure you're excited as well, too, aren't you, Dave, to be back? Absolutely. I can tell you, honestly, Baxter, I did not see Josh running shirtless down the street by his house in sub-zero temperatures. Definitely not a thing that happened. <laughs> I was somebody else. I was totally somebody else. I, 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 yeah. I understand that. Well, uh, if you'd like to help us celebrate, maybe the way that Game Master Shiba did or somebody else, uh, on our return to the airwaves, you can do that by visiting our website, WTSSportsQuiz.com, or our social media pages to sign up for some sports quiz fun. You can also find the show on demand on iTunes, iHeartRadio, and Google Play Podcasts. Time to meet our panelists this week. First up, he is the executive producer and a show host over at the Big 920 WOKY in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. It's Armin Sarian. Hey guys, great to be here with you. Great to be back on the spectacular, legendary What's the Score podcast. Boy, Josh got a cold in two weeks of sub-zero temperatures. I don't know how it could have happened. <laughs> it's uh, the world's I mean, greatest mystery. The weather's been so beautiful around here. It is. I know. It's one of the world's greatest mysteries, but somehow he is, he's out sick. But we wish him a speedy recovery, and we're excited to have you back as well, too, Armin. You've, you've been good ever since summer, since we last saw you? Yeah, everything's going well. Thanks, guys. It's, it's happy. It's great to be back. I'm really happy to we're be here. We're excited to have you back on. Our next panelist is a former Packers beat writer, a retired pro wrestler, a fantasy football guru, and the co-host of Fantasy Wizards on Public House Media. It's Scott Wisniewski. Hey, thank you, thank you. Hey, I can't think of a better way to spend my birthday than to be doing it here at what's well, happy birthday, Scott. It is a pleasure happy to have birthday. you on, sir. And uh, I feel like we have this, this theme with you, Scott. We either have you on for milestones for us or milestones for you. Um, this is a strange coincidence that this keeps happening like this. Yeah, it seems that way. And at, at my age, any any year that I make it to is a huge, huge milestone. So I'm very, very happy. <laughs> You're you're still underneath that 50 benchmark. Barely, so, I mean, you're, you, got, you, got, you, got a, you got a lot of life left in you. I hope so. <laughs> well, we do as well, too, Scott. We're excited to have you. And finally, let's talk to our final panelist. He is from the Big 920 WOKY in Milwaukee. He's a public address announcer for Marquette University and the Lakeshore Chinooks. It is Dan Pfeiffer. <sighs> oh, man. Let me put my shirt back on. I was just running down the street with... Uh, uh, I'm not going to... Good to be back. I'm good to have What's the Score back on the air. And uh, you know what? It just... Uh, it, when I saw it was back, I was like... I have to be a panelist. I have to hop back on. I mean, geez, what would be what the score without Dan Pfeiffer finishing? <laughs> That's a good point. I mean, the great Fifini needs his solid return, and uh, we are still waiting for those shirtless bobblehead of great Fifinis with a Marquette University scarf tied around your head. Uh, but I'm hoping those, those bobbleheads arrive in the mail at some point. But, Dan, we're excited to have you back on the show. 
I'm guessing you're the only one waiting for those, but okay. <laughs> you wouldn't. Don't lie. You'd put one up somewhere in your office. I maybe maybe maybe. maybe. Well, welcome. I'm the one that knows when you look like shirtless. <laughs> well, welcome to the show panel. Oh, uh, we are thrilled to have you all back for the first broadcast in quite some time. But it does make sense, though, that since we have been off the air, it's waves that now that we are back on, having you three on with us uh, is was a natural fit. So we're excited to have you all back on, and thanks for taking time to be on the show as well. Thank you. Sure thing. It's time to get this show on the road with our first contestant game. Joining us on the phone to play Quotable Context is Keith Haney. Welcome to the show, Keith. Hey, guys. Thanks for having me on. Welcome, Keith. Great to have you on the program, sir. You're going to be playing our first game called Quotable Context, where Game Master Bob Key will be reading you five quotes from this past week's news, and you must identify the context of each quote. Do that at least three out of five times, and you'll win a What's the Score prize. If you do get stuck on a question, though, you can ask one of our three great panelists for a hint, but only one time, so make sure to choose wisely. Are you ready to play, sir? Let's do it. Okie doke. Here is your first quote. All of my boys are good. Two of them together, awesome. Three of them together, unbeatable. That was LeVar Ball this week talking about his plans to eventually have all three of his sons play for what team? For what team? Uh, the... Uh... Got to be the Los Angeles Lakers. Yes, that is correct. Nicely done. Nicely done. So the plan from what we've heard is that by 2020, it will be the three ball boys and LeBron James <laughs> on the Lakers. Oh, oh, I'm sure that's going to happen. <laughs> Let me tell you. What are the odds on that? It's more likely they all play for the Lithuanian <laughs> Nationals. Yeah, guy in the starting lineup then. Mostly LeBron James and then... Ooh. Ah. <laughs> uh, I think he'll still LeVar, up, yeah. I'm sure LeVar will find a way on the court at some point. I maybe, feel like maybe we bought it. Did you see that he got a jersey from the jersey like from the player announcement from his two sons? The the team gave him a jersey as well, too. Of course. <laughs> Jeez. I, guy. Does anybody really think that this there's a lot of possibility of this actually happening? I mean, I know that the sports world is strange and many crazy things have happened, but I mean, really though, all three guys on the on the on the Lakers, I, I don't see that happening personally. Well, the other two just aren't as good as Lonzo, and I don't think Magic Johnson's in the business of just giving out roster spots to please a, a loudmouth dad. It, but that's just me. I don't know. But see, it's going to put people in the stands. It, I think you know they'll always uh, entertain the thought, right? I, I suppose. I think Lavar Ball's real career is True. in fight promoting. He's either like a Don King or Vince McMahon down the road. I, he's going to be doing something in the promotional world when his kids' basketball careers are over. So why why not? Why why not? Right. Couldn't be any more. Yeah. Probably the 47th president of the United States, LeVar Ball. <laughs> yes, you're point, your first. Good point. Oh, my gosh. All right, Keith, here is your next quote. Humble yourself. That was Georgia linebacker Davin Bellamy shouting at what Oklahoma player after the Bulldogs' victory over the Sooners this last week? That is... Oh my God! Uh, ba- I forgot his name for a second. Baker Mayfield after yes. Oklahoma lost to Georgia. That was a great game, by the way. That game was incredible. Yes, yes, it was. Yes, congratulations, Baker Mayfield is the correct answer. Yeah, I was. I watched highlights. I was watching part of the game. You see Baker Mayfield, you know, catch that touchdown, which was remarkably well done, honestly. Um, and I, I, I had to turn the game off. I was like, all right, well, this game is likely done. And then I checked the score about two hours later, and sure enough, all of a sudden, everyone's like, Georgia won! And I'm like, wait a minute here, what happened? But Baker Mayfield also, of course, announcing he's going to be 
going to the NFL draft. I've heard a lot of these cross comparisons of Baker Mayfield and Johnny Manziel. I wanted to open the floor up for that discussion. Where do we where do we stand on that comparison train there, gentlemen? Uh, you know, let, let me say this. I, I kind of had some of those same thoughts, although I do think that, A, uh, Mayfield's a better passer uh, than than Manziel was. And some of the off-the-field stuff Mayfield with Mayfield is more attitude and not so much partying and substance abuse. So I don't know that it's a fair comparison, but I do wonder where his attitude is going to downgrade him when it comes to uh, NFL scouts evaluating him. Yeah, with regards to a quarterback, you want a guy that's going to be confident, and a little bit cocky, but not over the top. Mansell was over the top. Mayfield, I don't think he's there. I think he's at just about the right point. Hey, you know, what's the big deal? I grab my junk all the time when I make a great play. I mean, I wash the dishes. I load the laundry, the dryer. Boom. You know, what's up, everybody? Just show them what's up. That's all, you know. <laughs> I don't know where to go from here. How about we go to the next quote? I think you got that one right. So, real, oh, qu- go ahead. real quick, real quick. Before, but the one thing that will change some of that, though, some of that trash talking is, you know, a couple Sundays in the NFL, if he runs his mouth to the wrong people, mm-hmm. and I think that will humble him qu- quite a bit as well. I so. would agree. By the way, with the first selection in the 2018 NFL draft, the Cleveland Browns select Armin Sarian. I, oh, I, I do just as well as the other pick, they're gonna, whatever whoever else they're going to get. So You That's, too can lose 16 games. Exactly. Yes, and still make millions of dollars. Congratulations. All right, Game Master Bob Key, what is our next quote for uh, Keith? I'm not sure I want to look up at the Jumbotron and see Isaiah highlights. That was what former Boston Celtics player whose number will be retired on February 11th but might have to share his special night. Ooh. Uh. You do have a hint if you want to ask for one. We've got three very talented panelists that may or may not have their clothes still on. Let's go with um, let's go with Dan Pfeiffer. I'll uh, take yeah. Dan Pfeiffer. How can you help out, Keith, sir? Longtime NBA player whose first name and last name start with the same initial, and I'll even give you the initial. It's P. Ooh. Oh, yep. I, I I got it after the second time. Paul Pierce. There you go. That is correct. Nicely done. Paul Pierce, yes, uh, a man that has been spending a lot of time for, I believe it's TNT, right, that he's been doing a lot of commentating on with uh, with Kevin Garnett on the show that he's got and uh, saying that he does not want to share the spotlight. He's said he's you know totally respects Isaiah Thomas as a player after he was traded from uh, Boston to Cleveland, but he said, this is going to be my night. I don't want to have a tribute video running to Isaiah Thomas. Oh, and by the way, Paul Pierce is here to get my jersey retired. So I would agree I'm, I'm all in the Paul Pierce camp on this one. Where do you guys stand? I don't know why Paul Pierce would have to be worried about. It. I mean, he's I mean, I get it, but he's Paul Pierce. Like he he understands what he's meant <laughs> to the Celtics. Who cares if a guy's that, that if a guy that is currently playing gets a little highlight video? Everybody knows that you're there for Paul Pierce night number 34, right? I understand you're right, but in the same way you just said, he understands what he means to their legacy. Yeah. So to me, that means he knows he deserves a night. I, I just think they could do Isaiah a different night and do him, uh, have him mm-hmm. a different night. It's a respectful thing. I, I, I could understand him getting a little miffed about it. I mean, if you're telling me it's, hey, it's Armin Sarian night and you're going to show Dan Pfeiffer highlights, well, hey, come on, man. No, I'm not mad about it. Don't get me wrong, Dan. I mean, see, you'd have to find some Dan Pfeiffer highlights. I'm not sure there are any out there. Oh, they've got to be out there, buddy. Low lights, maybe. <laughs> yeah, and it's especially especially in this day and age, you could probably I could probably find something on YouTube right now. Here's the thing, though. 
I, I, I agree, Armin. I mean, there's 41 home games. You'd think they could space this out a little bit better. I mean, maybe one night they just have to bump the tumblers, the guys who do the, the, the really cool slam dunks at halftime so they could honor Paul Pierce that night. There's plenty of room on no their calendar, Panda? I think, exactly. to have yeah. separate nights. Yeah, I didn't see anything important about like February 11th meaning anything to Paul Pierce. It's not like it's the anniversary of you know X amount of points he's scored or a championship. So February 11th, like you guys were saying, seems a little random to me. Yeah, maybe they could do it a different night if he's really that up in arms about it. But at the same time, the question is, should he be that up in arms? And I don't think so. Right, right, right. All right, uh, Game Master Bob Key, here is the uh, next quote from you, sir, for Keith. We feel we are more than justified to claim our first national championship, and we think it will be the first of many. That was Danny White. He is the athletic director of which school that finished their college football season undefeated? Uh, UCF. That is correct. Nicely done. Yes, UCF this week saying they're going to have a, a parade, a banner. They're going to go all out because they're the only undefeated team in college football. They, their, their logic, they beat Auburn, uh, who beat Alabama and beat Georgia. And both of them were playing for the national championship. So, therefore, they won the national championship. So, congratulations. So, by that logic, <laughs> the world should just fall in yes. on itself because of the way college yes, football exactly. works. It makes complete and utter nonsense, but sure. I, you know what though? If it's just it's just for if it's just a marketing move, I think it's brilliant. I love it. Just take it. Just own it. Whatever. It's a, we're putting up a banner. You can put up all the banners you want. It's your building. <laughs> right. Exactly. That, that's true. Two quick points though. If if they'd have half like they should have, UCF probably would have been in it. Secondly, the 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 part of the quote that I take umbrage with was when Danny White said, "It will be the first of many." I don't think so. <laughs> No. So, hey, you, you got to make them believe, that's right? True. That's on, true. Right? See, it's, a, it's more of a recruiting pitch for like, you know, next year, you know, farther down. There's like, we won a national championship. Like, oh, okay. All right. Good for you. And who did you, who'd you beat in the national championship? Makes, makes a lot of sense to me. And yeah, they just lost, they just lost Scott Frost. It's, it's like, it's like Alabama saying, we're going to be exactly the same team that we were the second they lose Nick Saban. Right. Right. Exactly. <laughs> All right, Keith, here is your fifth and final quote from Game Master Bob Key. This summer will be huge. I've got a lot to think about. That was what current Oklahoma City Thunder player, after his start to a new team, has not really gone as many thought it would be. Um, Oklahoma, he plays for Oklahoma City right now? He does, oh. yes. He signed with the team in the offseason. Paul George? All right. That is correct. Yes, nicely done. Nicely done. Congratulations. Yes, Paul George. It's uh, interesting. Oklahoma City Thunder, after they got Paul George, everyone was saying, oh, this is going to be a really good team. Watch out. And I feel like they're doing better without when they they were better last year when it was just the Russell Westbrook show instead of now this year when it's Paul George trying to steal time and the ball from from Russ as well, too. But the fact that he's already looking to try to get out shows that I think he was never really committed in the first place. And he's just looking for instant success. That's a long season. If you're you're not committed, you're already not committed. You still got a lot of the season to go. That's tough. Right. You know what the problem is on that team, and and it seems to be the problem on any team he's been on. Though I think is Carmelo Anthony. So, mm-hmm. you know, buyer beware when you're yeah. in the Carmelo Anthony sweepstakes. Right. It does seem like he he is um he is that quality of negativity there. Yeah. Well, if I had to play for the Pacers for that long, I probably would too. Yeah, exactly. Going back to the previous question and Paul George and Baker Mayfield, do you guys <laughs> see that Baker Mayfield tried yep. to like 
give dabs to Paul George and mm-hmm. George obviously had no that idea who that he was. was. That's pretty funny. Really funny. <laughs> uh, Game Master Bobke, how did Keith do on our quiz, sir? Hey, hey congratulations, Keith, and uh, thank you very much for playing today, sir. We appreciate you stopping by. What's the score? All right, sounds good, everybody. Thanks so much for the time, and uh, hopefully we'll do it again soon. Sounds good. Looking forward to it, Keith. Thank you, sir. Yeah. Boy, he did really well. Keith was on fire. Got to mention at this point, Dan Pfeiffer giving a successful hint, so he gets a point. Well done, Mr. Pfeiffer. Looks like we're back on the board. Looks like we're heading to our first break now, but when we come back, our panelists will have their first crack at showcasing their knowledge of this week's sports news. You're listening to What's the Score? The Sports News Quiz. Hello all, I'm Josh Scheibe, your Game Master here at What's the Score? The Sports News Quiz. Thanks for listening in. I may not know much about sports, but what I do know about are our social media pages. Check us out on Facebook at What's the Score or Twitter and Instagram at at WTS Sports Quiz. Thanks very much for listening. Welcome back, everyone. You're listening to What's the Score, the sports news quiz. I'm your game master, not Josh Scheibe, but Dave Bobke from the Greg and Dave Show and Public House Media. This week, our panelists are Dan Pfeiffer, Armin Sarian, and Scott Wisniewski. And now, here's your host at the Public House Media Studios, Baxter Colburn. Thank you, Game Master Bob Key. Thanks, everyone. Great to be back here on What's the Score? Time now for our panelists to showcase their knowledge about this past week's sports news. Armin, we will start with you. Uh, after a All great right. bowl season for the Big Ten Conference as they finish 7-1, and one, supported by wins in the Orange Bowl and the Fiesta Bowl, one team, always that one guy, ruined the perfect record uh, after they lost to South Carolina. Who was that team? That would be Jim Harbaugh's own Michigan yes, Wolverines. Yes, that is correct. Nicely done. Congratulations on that. Yeah, so 8-0, everybody has been saying the Big Ten is underrated because they won all these great games. Uh, Michigan blew a 16-point lead in the second half of the Outback Bowl, and I feel that the rumor mill has been uh, definitely circling a little bit harder now that uh, there's NFL coaching vacancies as well, too, and Harbaugh's name has been tossed around just a little bit, but... What do we what do we make of all this Michigan lack of success over I would say the last couple of years? It's not really turned out the way the Wolverine fans thought it was going to when they signed Harbaugh. Yeah, it's tough. It's tough. They had that one uh, season where they kind of contended, uh, and I don't know. I mean, it's never easy to to be judged on that standard alone. Uh, but you know, Jim Harbaugh has a couple good years, and he usually goes somewhere else. That's his mo. Mm. There was so much hype around Harbaugh that I think it was going to be difficult for him to live up to that hype unless he won a national championship at Michigan. And you know what? You've got Ohio State in the way, even in your own conference there. So, yeah, Uh, Harbaugh to the NFL. You know what? Yeah, he did have one year with the Niners where he took them to the Super Bowl. But other than that, you know what? Some team's going to buy into the hype and some team's going to pay the price. And and I think that his voice, like he comes in with some fire and some passion and they'll be dividends paid and the team will turn around and then that voice kind of starts to ring hollow. He's one of those guys. And and I think that's what's happening again. 
That's a good point. But we used to not judge college coaches on like three years. I mean, like we used to judge them on how many years did Bo Schembechler or Woody Hayes, you know what I mean? So I don't know. If we got 20, 20 years there, maybe he'd win a couple national titles. But you just can't come in and win one. I don't know. I, I think he'd have to get a couple full classes in and, and see how things go. But that's not the world we live in now. Come on. We, we need our championships now. The next question is for Dan. He had supposedly lost the locker room and then lost his job, but he unlost his job, so does that mean he unlost the locker room? Well, whatever happened, there's an NFL head coach who is retaining his job despite 15 years of relative futility with his team and a lot of irate fans. Who is that coach? Well, he's a coach that's going to be lucky when as many of his players as possible do not get arrested again. It's Marvin Lewis of the Cincinnati Bengals. It's great. Yes, that is correct. Nicely done. The Cincinnati Bengals became more relevant by not winning a playoff game because they helped the Buffalo Bills get in the playoffs. And uh, Marvin Lewis, surprisingly, everyone thought he was on the chopping block. I thought there was reports coming out saying Lewis will be done after the year. And then they give him a new two-year contract extension. I don't know if that was Buffalo that gave him the extension (laughs) or if that was the actual Bengals organization. We have yet to see the name that signed that check. But still... I don't think he deserves that. But at the same time, how do you fix a problem like Maria or the Bengals, honestly, at this point? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Those those uh, three year honeymoons are over. I mean, just completely over and in and in, in right. pro sports. Well, what makes the what makes the Bengals question so vexing is they're not bad in the sense like Brown's bad or, you know, other teams that have just lose a lot of games and missed the playoffs. He wins a lot of games enough to lose. So it's a very weird situation. You, you, you wouldn't call him awful in that sense because he doesn't lose a lot of games in the regular season. He wins more than he loses, but then he can't do anything once he gets to the playoffs. So, you know, 125, 112, it's a decent record, but then he 0-7 in the postseason. So you eventually have to just start over, and that, that's the way it is. On a more positive note, guys, Nothing you did see sense. that how many people from Buffalo have been donating to Andy Dalton's foundation as a result of him winning that game and putting the Bills in the playoffs. Well, well and, and, and Baxter, here's the thing. The opposite of what we were just talking about with Harbaugh, a team that's been very, very patient with their head coaches, right. the Cincinnati Bengals. Uh, for a, a guy who has never won a postseason game, and not because he can't coach, but because it seems like his team explodes or implodes, uh, usually right around playoff time, and they have these disasters in the postseason because they can't stay disciplined. Then, three weeks ago, we're told he's done, and then he gets an extension. So I, I guess the Bengals are the 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 opposite and not the norm in, in today's sports when it comes to giving uh, long leashes to their coaches. All right, Scott, last question this round is going to you. Um, So we don't normally talk about politics here on What's the Score, as many folks know, but we figure it's worth mentioning that the Alabama special election between Roy Moore and Doug Jones uh, featured several sports figures receiving write-in votes, including Charles Barkley and the versatile Bo Jackson. However, which college coach got the most votes among all sports figures? Oh, boy, I'm going to go out on a limb and say uh, Nick Saban. Yes, that is correct. Um, Nick Saban received 421 votes. Uh, Senate Majority Leader Mitch McConnell was pushing voters towards U.S. Attorney General Jeff Sessions. And according to ESPN, Saban beat him 421 to 415. But uh, Saban likes, I think, college football a little bit more than politics. So he's going to stay on the college football side of things. He had a whole now. year to study. Although, 
you could make the argument that to be a, a good CEO, like they call these college coaches now at these big programs, you have to play a lot of the same games you'd have no. to play in politics. So who knows? Maybe one of our next big politicians will be a big name college coach someday. That is that is a very good. That's a, I like the way that you think on that one. Yeah, because if you need to have that proven background of success, uh, that's one way to definitely do it. Yes, yes. Hey, that's a good round. We all got it right, right? And we, we all- yes, it is. Everyone got a correct answer on that one. Nicely done, everybody. Everybody's in mid-season form already. Hello, we're going to head to a break now, but when we come back, we will be remembering the pistol. We'll show you what we mean in a few minutes when we come back on What's the Score? The Sports News Quiz. What's up, everybody? This is Christian Heimel, host of Press Row here on Public House Media. Thanks for listening to the following broadcast on Public House Media. Once you're done with this episode, I hope you'll come check out my show, Press Row, where we talk about the biggest issues in sports with the analysts, experts, and reporters who cover them. No nonsense, hard-hitting interviews on the sports topics you're talking about. A new show comes out every single Thursday. And don't forget to subscribe on iTunes so you never miss an episode of Press Row. Thanks again for checking out the following broadcast on Public House Media. Hello all, and welcome back to the Public House Media Studios in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. This is What's the Score? The Sports News Quiz. I'm Dave Bopke, not Josh Scheibe. I'm not quite as tall as he is, but... Nonetheless, I am the Game Master today. We have a fantastic panel here featuring Armin Sarian, Scott Wisniewski, and Dan Pfeiffer. And they'll have an opportunity to show their prowess in just a little bit. Before that, though, here's the host of What's the Score, Baxter Colburn. Thank you, Dave. Thank you, everybody. Coming up, we put our panelists to the test in our Name 5 Panelist Showdown. If you would like to play our games on the air, go and visit our website, WTSSportsQuiz.com, and sign up today. Playing our next game is Christian Heimel. Welcome to the show, Christian. Thanks for having me, guys. Appreciate it. Well, we're excited to have you on the show, Christian. Uh, this week, the sports world remembered the life of Pistol Pete Maravich, who died at the very young age of 40 back in 1988. In this game, we will ask you five questions about Maravich and his storied career. Answer at least three questions correctly, and you'll win a What's the Score prize. If you get stuck, you can ask our panelists for help, but only on one question. Are you ready to play? Let's hope so, yeah. Okay. Pistol Pete, uh, here's your first one. Pistol Pete is best known for holding which of the following NCAA basketball records? Is it A, the most rebounds in a game with 32, B, the all-time leading score with 3,667 points, or the most free throws consecutively made with 59? Mm, I'm going to go, let's see here. I should know this because I'm a Celtics fan. This is terrible. Uh, I'm going to go consecutive free throws. That is incorrect. No, actually. it was. Uh, he is the all-time leading scorer in NCAA basketball history with 3,667 points. So we, uh, we weren't going to t- – we will stop there because we don't want to keep talking and give away a possible Maravich answer to the next question. So Game Master Bob, to the next question when is you're ready. A, set. North Carolina, B, Cal, or C, LSU? Yeah. 
He is an LSU Tiger. That is correct. Congratulations. Nicely done. Yes, spending time down at LSU, uh, as I mentioned, he was then able to become the NCAA record holder for the most points scored in his career. All right, one for two. Here we go. Still put more questions. Uh, the next question, uh, Pete holds which of the following NCAA records for his incredible offensive play? Not offensive, offensive. Is it A, the most three-pointers made in a season with 210 B, the highest career scoring average at 44.2 points per game, uh, or C, the highest career rebounds per game average at 21.3? Um, I'm going to go scoring here. Scoring average. Scoring, the highest scoring average. That is correct. Yes. 44.2 points. He finished his career as a scoring average. That just seems absurd to me. Dan, I know you worked down there by Marquette University. And did you, did you get a chance to see that incredible scoring performance the other night? Yes, I was watching live as Marcus Howard put in 52, demolished the Marquette school record of 44 for points in a game. But uh, he's got a long ways to go to be as good as Pistol Pete Mirovich was in his day. I'll tell you what, Pistol Pete was one of the best scorers that you will ever see. Can I can I add this too? To that is when, when Pistol Pete Maravich played in the NCAA, they didn't have a point line. So yeah, uh, really imagine like how many more points he would have been able to score with his range. It's it's just amazing. Yeah, no threes yet, right? His, he, it was incredible. He scored he scored more consistently than Will Chamberlain. It's just incredible. <laughs> That's a, that's a joke. There we go. Thank there you. Go. Well, Thank in the NBA, Maravich right, played for three question, different Christian. teams. Which of the following did he not play for? A, the LA Clippers, B, the New Orleans Jazz, or C, the Atlanta Hawks? I'm going to I'm going to get the panel's help here on this one cuz I don't I don't know. I only know him as a Celtic. Okay. Wait. Would you like to talk to Dan, Armin, or Scott for your hint? Um, let's bring in Scott here. All right, Scott. How can you help out Christian? Okay. Um, I will give you the hint that the team he did not play for uh, is a team that Chris Paul did play for. Oh. So that's going to be the L.A. Clippers. The L.A. Clippers. That is correct. Yes, nicely done. Nicely done. Yes, the L.A. Clippers uh, and the New Orleans Jazz back when they were the New Orleans Jazz instead of the Utah Jazz. I don't. When did that switch happen? I don't recall when that took place. Does anybody remember? I want to say late seventies, early eighties. It's a little before my time. With the Atlanta Hawks, he had one of the coolest jerseys of all time because they didn't have Maravich on the back; they just had Pistol on it. Oh, right, 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 and the. It, the other thing is uh, with the uh, jazz moniker being in Utah, when uh, New Orleans gave Hornets back to Charlotte, they um, approached Utah about taking the jazz back, but the jazz said, we have too much history in Utah with the jazz, so we're going to keep it. 1970. So everyone associates so, all those Mormons with jazz music. So. <laughs> oh, definitely. It, 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 goes through, it goes through the mountains, you know? Yeah, I, the move happened in 1979. I actually... Because again, I'm a fossil. I actually remember when that happened. A fossil back in just, just, just like all those lakes in Los right. Angeles. Exactly. Right. 
<laughs> All right, here's your final question, Christian. Uh, Pistol Pete received a pretty remarkable honor when he retired from basketball. What was it? Was it A, LSU named him the greatest athlete of all time? B, all three teams Maravich played for in the NBA retired his number? Or C, the NBA coined the three-point arc as the pistol line? What was the first one again? LSU named him the greatest athlete of all time. Hmm. I don't believe his numbers retired by the Celtics. He only played one year for them. But mm, and this, can you give him, give him to me again, real quick? Yep, of course. Number uh, it was A. LSU named him the greatest athlete of all time. B. All three of the teams that Maravich played for retired his number. Or C. The NBA coined the three-point arc, the pistol line. Hmm. Let's go the LSU named him the greatest athlete of all time. That would be incorrect. No, unfortunately. Um, all three teams that Maravich played for in the NBA retired his respective number for the team. Hmm. All righty. So the more, the more, the more you know. Uh, game Master Bobke, how did Christian do on our game? Christian got three out of five correct. He is a winner. Nicely done. Congratulations, Christian. Thank you for playing our game today, sir. We appreciate it. Thank you, guys. Time now for our panelists to answer more questions from this week's news. Dan, uh, in in the case of the rich getting richer, LSU, as we just talked about, announced that they will have the highest paid assistant coach in college football. Who is that assistant coach? I will admit that this is kind of a guess, but I do know who their assistant coaches are, specifically their defensive coordinator. I'm going to go with Dave Aranda. That is correct. Yes, nicely done. Dave Aranda previously spent time at an assistant as Hawaii, at Hawaii, Utah State, and Wisconsin. More recently, uh, it's reported that Aranda will make $2.5 million per year. Uh, Texas A&M pursued him very heavily before the announcement, but he ultimately settled on LSU. Uh, the Badger defense will might, might suffer a little bit now not having Dave Aranda, but uh, thoughts on the move, gentlemen? Well, you know, Jim Leonard's been doing a pretty good job with Wisconsin, and uh, there's a lot of talk about where he might go as a coordinator at some point. This is the way it works in football. You know, there are a lot of teams that have openings in the NFL, and goodness knows there's going to be a college coaching carousel as well. So, hey, pay the guy. Hope he stays. Yeah, and, you know, one of the interesting things with Aranda is there was a lot of people lamenting the fact that that UW doesn't pay their assistance as much as other schools their size but it actually this is one of those moves that has worked out for both schools i think yeah but the badgers they adjust just fine i mean they have leonard and even if he leaves which i doubt uh they'll find somebody else i think i would agree i completely agree with you on that one scott the next question comes to you sir courtesy of game master bob king scott you gotta say this buffalo bills fans are a gracious bunch after the cincinnati bengals defeated the baltimore ravens many bills fans donated 17 dollars per person to what charity? Um, boy, I don't know if I have to be more specific than this, but the Andy Dalton Foundation? Yes, yep, that is correct. Nicely done. And that's, that's all it's called, actually. The Andy oh. Dalton Foundation makes it nice and nice and easy for those to remember as well, too. But uh, yes, the, the Buffalo Bills fans, uh, $17 per person representing the 17-year playoff drought the Bills suffered before. Andy Dalton became the the new mayor of Buffalo after that uh, game winning touchdown against the Baltimore Ravens. That is cool. That is cool. They were so thankful to make the playoffs again. I mean, that was amazing. They sent, but then they sent like a a ton of wings as well too, and they just 
Well, the Bills did that. And so it's funny that the, the people with all the money, the players send chicken yeah. wings and the fans actually don't. <sighs> what are you going to – I oh, mean, well. yeah, details. Details really at this point. Uh, <laughs> Armin, uh, speaking of long-suffering fans, uh, I can tell you okay. there was at least one team in college football that has been absent from the postseason much longer than the Buffalo Bills have from the NFL playoffs. That college football team – ended a 57-year bowl drought by winning the Arizona Bowl over Utah State. Who was that team? Boy, I, this this one is stumping me. Arizona Bowl champions over Utah State. 57 years. Boy, yep. um, I don't Can I ask for a clue or no? I don't know. Is that part of it? Yeah, the, uh, the hint I have that I can give you is that they only had to travel about 300 miles to get to their bowl game. All right, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to guess it's um, from a state surrounding Arizona. I'm gonna, I'm gonna make a guess here. New Mexico State. Yes, that is absolutely correct. Oh, Nicely wow. done. Yeah, that, that clue helped. I, I thought I probably heard New Mexico somewhere in a bowl, and so New Mexico State was my yes, guess. Yes, yeah, so. New Mexico All State's right. first bowl game since 1960. I think Scott was still. Was were you alive in 1960? No, no, not, no, not, <laughs> uh, no. I'm not that old. Not that old. So they beat Utah State in that game, and if I'm not mistaken. I think the Utah State nickname is also the Aggies. So it was an Aggie Correct. versus Aggie Bowl, I think. Is that it was Aggie on Aggie violence, yes. <laughs> Does the winner play Texas A&M for the Aggie championship? Oh, that would there be a fun promotional. I think they should do that. Dynamite drop in Fife. Boom. I like it. Nicely done. I think uh, all three of our panelists got points that round again, too, didn't they? Uh, didn't they? Get yeah, that's correct. Okay. Holy I think cow. they pretty much got a perfect game going so far, they actually. They do. They're all batting 100. So now that I've said it, I've jinxed it, of course. Of course. So of course. send your angry letters to me at what's the score. I don't know what our address is, Bax, but there you go. There you go. We'll figure that out because it's time for another break. But don't worry, we will be right back, and our panelists will have another chance to answer some questions about this week's sports news. You're listening to What's the Score, the sports news quiz. So you're sitting at home probably right now thinking, hey, you know what, what's the score? Sounds like a really fun show. I'm really enjoying my time listening. But you know what you're not doing? You're not signing up to be a contestant, and we want you to do that. Go to our website, WTSSportsQuiz.com, and click on the contact form or fill out the contestant form on the front page of the website. Or go visit us on Facebook, What's the Score of the Sports News Quiz, or on Twitter, at WTSSportsQuiz, and click on one of the social media posts that have Be a Contestant. You could win a great prize. You get to talk to Game Master Shivey. You get to talk to me. You just get to have sports news quiz fun at the highest level. It seems like a pretty obvious thing, so why are you still listening? Go! Go do that right now! Go be a contestant on What's the Score! We need you! But seriously, though, thank you. I appreciate it. Welcome back to What's the Score, the sports news quiz. And thanks for listening in. We're broadcasting from the Public House Media Studios. I'm your game master, David Bobke, filling in for the one and only Josh Scheibe. I can fill the microphone for him, but I cannot Aww. fill his shoes truly, Baxter. But doing what I can. We're playing this week, of course, with Scott Wisniewski, Dan Pfeiffer, and Armin Sarian. And here once again is your host of What's the Score, 
Baxter Colburn. Thank you, Dave. As we continue on with our show, we want to remind all of you that you can find our, our fabulous show on Spreaker, iTunes, Stitcher, and on iHeartRadio. Uh, just download your favorite app and give us a listen. It's time for our last slate of questions for our panelists this week. Scott, running backs and quarterbacks take care of their linemen when they block for them by buying them elaborate gifts. Jacksonville running back Leonard Fournette bought his lineman what? Ooh, uh, boy, Leonard Fournette watches? Yes, that is correct. Nicely done. Rolex watches. Uh, I've heard of linemen receiving big screen TVs. I think Aaron Rodgers did that for the Packers linemen a couple of years ago. Uh, vacations and just in generally obscene amount of ca- amounts of cash as well. But has anybody ever really received a, this nice of a gift or even something semi-comparable from a coworker or a boss or anything at all? I, I know I never have. Uh, no, I never have. Wow. Yeah, no. I've never gotten anything that nice. I got a gift card once for Applebee's. That hit the spot, though. Let me tell you. I believe that. I I did have a group of friends once that pooled together their funds and got me a set of golf clubs. Really? But that was like 10 people getting together and putting their money together to get me something. So, I don't know. Was it the plastic ones from the Dollar Tree, or which one was it? it Yeah, I had the big giant ball that's like four inches in diameter. I was able to play with uh, all the kids in the neighborhood, yeah. I still wouldn't be able to hit that one. So um, the thing with Fournette, though, I, I don't remember. I know it was watches, but I remember last year or the year before, Le'Veon Bell bought his lineman Rolexes. I don't know if Fournette bought Rolexes. Hopefully he went all out and did. But I, He did, yes. Okay. He bought Rolex watches okay. also. There you go. He didn't want to skimp, you know. All right, all right. Exactly. Wouldn't you want like an Apple Watch nowadays instead of a Rolex? I mean, that's true. Just my preference. You can't answer your phone on your Rolex. Like, that's right. You know, so like low class. Uh, it's all, it's all about Come the on. imagery, guys. It's all about what, what your status symbol giving off, right? Come on. True. Bling, bling. I suppose so. All right, Armin, question for you. Uh, Ray Lewis and Randy Moss were picked as finalists this week for what notable uh, enshrinement? Uh, Pro Football Hall of Fame is my guess. Yes, and you would be correct on that as well. Other notable finalists included Brian Urlacher, Brian Dawkins, Alan Fanica, Terrell Owens, John Lynch, and many others. Uh, Who of those nominated, though, do you panelists think will uh, ultimately get in and be uh, one of the few selected this year? I don't think who gets in is as big of a question as who is not going to get in. And I think Terrell Owens might still get uh, the snub as to, or so to speak, just because of the way he mm. was and uh, his approach to the media. That's going to be as interesting as anything. Yeah, I think Ray Lewis is one of the guys who's going to get in. I actually think you're right about Owens. And I think Randy Moss has a chance to get in, even though they're usually tougher on receivers. But one of the things Randy Moss has done over the last few years is kind of rebuild whatever image problems he's had. I think he's really, really exceptional on ESPN. He's yeah. really good. And I mm-hmm. think that's going to certainly help him. I think he'll get in as well. The, the biggest omission in Hall of Fame history, guys, is Jerry Kramer. Uh, for the I was just about to say. So I, I need him to get in. That's what we need. We need Jerry Kramer to be in the Hall of Fame. I agree. That'll, that'll justify, I think, for a lot of Packer fans that if, if Jerry Kramer can get in. But I, I do think it's interesting, though, guys like Brian Dawkins and Brian Urlacher, who are such pivotal parts of their team's defense for such a long time. I mean, Urlacher will, should be in at some point. I mean, you think he'll probably go in, yeah. if not this year, maybe next year. Yeah, sure. I, I think so. I think he's always been a Hall of Famer. <laughs> Dawkins is a more interesting case, but... It's hard to argue against any one of these, the, the, the 15 finalists that were... I mean... 
they all had great careers. Uh, there's not one of them where you look and go, eh, Martin. Maybe you could say that about Isaac Bruce, uh, maybe out of all of them. But otherwise, it's hard to make an argument against any one of them, really. Hmm. I agree. I completely agree with you on that one. All right, Game Master Bob Key, we've got one final panelist question, and it uh, comes from the lips of yourself to the ears of Mr. Pfeiffer. Indeed it does, Dan. Kevin Durant is a multi-million dollar athlete, and this week he decided to give back. To whom did he donate $3 million? Definitely going to need a hint on this one. He probably uh, found his favorite professors and his coaches uh, when he made this announcement. That's going to be a question of where Kevin Durant went to school, uh, and this is going to be... Hey, I'm not. It's I'm drawing a blank on this right now, and it's kind of embarrassing. Uh, I'm going to take a guess and say... Texas. Yeah, that's correct. Wow. Oh, yes. Holy cow. Damn, wow. I was waiting for Google to load and then right at that moment. It was like, uh, <laughs> Texas. How about Texas? Oh. Oh, what? <laughs> the way, the wow. way my computer is working, if you heard me as Darth Vader earlier in the broadcast, right. I'm sure I'm not trying to do anything else right True. now. No, that is correct, though. Texas, uh, this donation is the largest from an alumni basketball player in program history. Well, considering, though, that Texas has not really produced a lot of high-caliber uh, players, it makes sense that you know it's easy to pass on those $100 donations from Slick Slot, Steve Johnson, and Duncan Anya. So, I mean, it's nice to know. Oh, sorry, that was, that was a bad one. <laughs> uh, but no, $3 million back to the Longhorns program. And if I'm not mistaken, Kevin Durant was a one-and-donner as well, too, was he not? He was, yes. He was a one-and-donner. Yeah. So... Quite the impact to say three million bucks. Sure, Texas, go right ahead. But Texas hasn't it's been good at basketball. Program in a that has its own television network. They don't need yeah. any more money. What do you, you know? Like, I have hope that as a Mark Kettle, I'm Dwayne Wade will do something like that one day. We'll see. Yeah, that wouldn't be the worst. I would prefer if they paid the public address announcers for soccer <laughs> and lacrosse at Marquette more uh, money. Maybe he can make that donation directly. There you go, Dan. Dan. I'm done with that. There you go. I'll, I'll sign my petition. Absolutely. Yeah, me too. I'm waiting for the Dan Pfeiffer School of Broadcasting from the Marquette University. Oh, yes. Uh, I don't know if I have the money to get that named after me. We'll see about that. Maybe that can be what the donation goes for. We'll there see. you go. You and you and Dwayne can have a conversation. What's the Dan Pfeiffer School of Video Golf? I'd be up for that. Oh. That's another topic. We can get into that another All right. time. They should name the bathroom of Real Chili after me. I'd be happy about that. You know, whatever. <laughs> I like it. So you can oh. cut that out if you want. <laughs> <laughs> I believe that uh, makes you a glutton for punishment. Oh, That's right. gee, look at that. It's time for me to break up the fun once again. But when we come back, the moment we've all been waiting for will finally be here. Stick around and listen to our panelists duke it out on the Name 5 Panelist Showdown coming up right after the break. You're listening to What's the Score, the Sports News Quiz. Ryan Pierce, host of Completely Serious here on Public House Media. Thanks for listening to the following broadcast on Public House Media. Once you're done with this episode, I hope you'll come check out my show, Completely Serious, where we talk about sports and have fun with great guests. Don't forget to subscribe on iTunes so you'll never miss an episode of Completely Serious. Thanks again for checking out the following broadcast on Public House Media.
and welcome back. Thanks for listening to What's the Score, the Sports News Quiz. I'm your game master, David Bobke, a.k.a. DJ Not Josh Shibe. Our panelists have been warming up for their final showdown, and while they get ready, here's your host at the Public House Media Studios, Baxter Colburn! Thank you, Game Master Bobkey. Thank you, everyone. We've had a fantastic show today, and I want to commend you, Game Master Fill-In Bobkey. Uh, you've done an exceptional job today, sir, so thank you I for think your you time. I feel like royalty every time you call me that, so thank you very much. Doing, <laughs> doing my best, as always, but we're also finding out why you don't give me a live mic during the show, I think. Also true. Also very true. With that being said, Game Master Bobkey, what time is it, sir? Well, my good sir, it is time for the Name 5 Panelist Showdown. Our panelists will be given four topics in which they will have 10 seconds to name five people, teams, places, or things related to the sports world. Each panelist will have the same category. However, they cannot repeat answers. One point is awarded for each correct answer. Game Master Bobkey, can you give us the scores, please? I can indeed. We have a perfect score going uh, for everybody right here. Oh Dan and goodness. Scott with four points for all their correct answers, and each of them giving a panelist hint successfully. Okay. And Armin. Armin is in last right now, but only with three points. Okay. Well, Armin, right. uh, you will be going first in our category. We'll start off nice and easy. It's a NFL playoff-themed name five edition this week. So just for you all aware, you can get the right mental state. No badminton teams from New Zealand this week. So, for your first round, you have 10 seconds, Armin, to name five Super Bowl-winning teams. 10 seconds, and begin. Packers, um, Bears, Redskins, Cowboys, uh, Broncos, Jets. There we go. Oh, that was five. Oh, that was five. Sorry. Yeah, five I, I, before yeah, the five, Jets. Five, five, yeah. There we go. So Broncos. We did. We, we don't. We don't know what that last one was. Oh, never, never mind. Anyway, uh, Dan, you will go next, sir. Ten seconds on the clock. You cannot repeat answers. We're looking for five Super Bowl winning teams, and go. We'll go Giants, Jets, Dolphins, Seahawks, and Cowboys. Ooh, Cowboys are said. Um. Saints. There you go. Yes. Just made it. Nicely done. Nicely done. Five for Dan as well. All right, Scott, still a fair amount of teams for you to choose from. Ten seconds to name five Super Bowl winning teams and begin. Uh, Steelers, Saints, Panthers, Patriots, Rams. Uh, Saints reset. Um, okay. Oh, boy. Um, I'm, I'm, I need one more here. Uh mm. Time is up. Four, though, for Scott yeah, in that round. I don't believe anybody said the Baltimore Ravens, if I'm oh, not mistaken. That's a good one. That's how Joe Flacco was able to become an elite quarterback. I think Colts as well we missed. So. Colts was another one as well, too, in there. Yep. So, But otherwise, uh, all very good teams selected. All right. Round number two. We will start with you, Mr. Pfeiffer. Teams that did not make the 2017 NFL playoffs. 10 seconds, and go. Packers, Lions, Seahawks, Cowboys, and Browns. There you go. He got five. Nicely done. Well done. Well done. Five total there. Uh, Scott, all right. Uh, over to you now, sir. We're going to be naming teams that did not make the 2017 NFL playoffs. Answers cannot be repeated, as you know. 10 seconds on the clock, and begin. Bengals, Chargers, Raiders, Jets, Buccaneers, 
Cardinal. That's five. Okay. That was five. Right. That was five. Nicely done. Nicely done. Five once again from Scott, our panelist game master, are definitely uh, in prime form right now. I'm both going five for five so far. All right, Armin. Uh, last. It's like we didn't take a break. I know. It's like we've never like this. Never even was a problem. All right, Armin. Uh, Ten seconds to you. Teams that didn't make the playoffs in 2017 and begin. Uh, Bears, Cardinals, Dolphins, Giants, and the 49ers. Did I, did I there get we it? go. Yeah. No repeats. Those are all okay. five. All, right. all repeats on those. Nicely done. Well done. So another clean slate across the board for our panelists. Scott, you're going to be doing round number three for us. You're going to be naming players from NFC playoff teams in 2017. Players from NFC playoff teams in 2017. 10 seconds and go. Uh, Jared Goff, Todd Gurley, Case Keenum, Matt Ryan, um, Jones. Uh, there we go. That was five. That was five. Julio Jones was that last one, I believe. I, we cut you off after Jones. But yes, five for Scott on that one. Uh, over to Armin for this next one. All right, Armin, 10 seconds and begin. Uh, let's go Adam Thielen, uh, Stefan Diggs. Latavius Murray, um, Mark Ingram, and Alvin Kamara. There we go. Five as well, too. Nicely done. Five very talented players. All right, Dan, the final roll to die for round number three is for you. We're naming players from the 2017 NFC playoff teams. Ten seconds and begin. I always struggle with individual players. Teddy Bridgewater, Nick Foles, um, and it's going to get lost from here. Time is up. He got two on that one. Nick Foles and Teddy Bridgewater, for those that didn't fully understand what Dan said. Carson Wentz could have also been said as well, too, among among many other uh, notable players from NFC teams. All right, as we head into the final round, Game Master Bob Key, what are the scores, sir? Current scores we have in third place, Dan Pfeiffer with 16. And a tie for first between Armin and Scott with 18. Oh, interesting. So we may have a tiebreaker coming up, depending on how we do here. So, Dan, you will be going first since you are in the last position. You'll be naming five players from AFC playoff teams in 2017. Ten seconds and begin. Uh, again, the individual players thing. And you know what? I'm so rumbly that I have a feeling I might just end up taking last place today. So you know what? I'm going to let the two guys compete it out. And <laughs> Fair enough. All right. Um, we will go to Scott first then. Uh, Ten seconds to name five players from AFC playoff teams in 2017 and begin, sir. Kareem Hunt, Travis Kelsey, Blake Bortles, uh, Rob Gronkowski Tom Brady. there we go he got all five so the pressure is now on for Armin he has to get five to force a tie breaker if he does not Scott will be the big victor Armin are you ready sir uh, yes okay okay ten seconds to you and begin alright Zay Jones Michael Hyde Leonard Fournette Kelvin Benjamin uh, I need one more here uh, Marquise Lee I think he's a receiver he is okay. for the Jaguars. Right. Nicely yes. done. That is five. Nicely done. So we have to go to overtime, right. Game Master Bob Key. We sure uh, do. I don't think we have music for that. We <laughs> don't. We should probably get music for overtime, but that's doesn't happen very often. So you can whistle us a tune or something if you want to for right now. Overtime. Uh, okay. Perfect. There we go. Time for overtime. So the way this works is uh, we have flipped a coin and Scott has won. Uh, you will have 10 seconds to name as many of the following category that we give you. Uh, whoever has the most after the 10 seconds will be the victor. Our tie-breaking category this week is naming 
as many as you can in 10 seconds, starting NFL quarterbacks from the 2017 season. Scott Wisniewski, the floor is yours with 10 seconds and begin. Dak Prescott, Carson Wentz, Eli Manning, Aaron Rodgers, uh, Case Keenum, Matt Stafford, uh, Mitchell Trubisky, uh, Russell Wilson, um, Carson Palmer. Uh, We are going to go with eight on that one. The bell rang before you got in that last name. So eight. So Armin, you need to get nine to win. If you do not get nine, you will not win, unfortunately. So we're not going to have a second double overtime if you tie him with eight. Okay. All right, so I'll do my best here. Ten seconds for you, Arvin. As many as you can, starting quarterbacks in the 2017 season in the NFL in under ten seconds, and begin. All right, uh, Derek Carr, Jimmy Garoppolo, uh, Brian Hoyer. Uh, let's go with Jared Goff. Uh, I I don't know if we said uh, uh, Carson Palmer yet. Uh, that's hard. That is a hard one. Oof. That was that was very hard. Yeah. I got uh, I got three because I believe Scott said Jared Goff. Did he not? Yeah, maybe. I, I couldn't remember who it was. Yeah, that's what I. So remember. I figured I'd give it a shot. Scott. Man, Nevertheless, congrats to Scott. Wow, you heard it that time, man. Wow. There we go. Nevertheless. Oh, thank you. Yeah, that was that was hard. that was exhilarating. I don't know if my heart can take this. <laughs> Game Master Bob Key, what are the final scores and/or just the uh, the final positionings of our three panelists this week? The final positionings in third place, the one and only great Fifini, hey. Mr. Dan Kleiber. Well done. Yes. In second place, we have the one and only Mr. Armin Saria. Nicely done. Nicely done. Nicely another done. great, another great game, guys. A lot of fun. Thanks for having me. Great to have you. And of course, our big winner today, the one and only fantasy wizard himself, Scott Wisniewski. Nicely done. Congratulations, Scott, on the big victory today, sir. Uh, the floor is yours for a moment. Uh, how did it feel to be back on the on the show and uh, in general, just to be uh, using the sport knowledge once again? Well, it feels like home to be back here. And honestly, it's always fun to be on a panel with uh, Dan Pfeiffer. This is my first time with Armin, and that's always – it's amazing. So you guys really made this a lot of fun, and, and I can't wait to do it again. A lot of fun, Scott. Thanks again, buddy. Uh, good. Thank you Thanks much. again to you, Braxter, too, as well, for having me on. What's the Score has been a production of Public House Media and a very special thanks to all of our contestants this week, Keith Haney and Christian Heimel for joining us on at the Public House Media Studios and on the What's the Score Airwave. Our panelists this week have been Armin Sarian, Scott Wisniewski, and Dan Pfeiffer. A special thanks to Sarah Poppy, Adriana Hooper, and the Public House Media staff for providing all the marketing and social media promotion for What's the Score. Our show writers were David Bob Key, hey, that's me, Caleb Pearson, and Noel Alberto. Our theme was composed by Danny Hoppenstein. Our show producer was also our game master, David Bob Key, and the executive producer and director of What's the Score is Liz Colburn. I've been your game master, Dave Bob Key. Josh, come back quick. And I've been your host, Baxter Colburn. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next time on What's the Score. Okay, children, we're done with the alphabet. Next subject, financial well-being. How to manage your money. Turn to page five of your textbook. When it comes to money, you can never start learning too early. That's why starting today, State Farm wants to give you the tools and support you need to take control of your finances. Tonight, read the chapters on credit cards and balance transfers. Pop quiz tomorrow. Find out more at letstarttoday.com. State Farm, here to help life go right.